Thank you for joining us for Three Bees on the Law podcast, hosted by Trisha Barita, Camille Canali, and Susan Dawson. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Also remember, laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you. back to three B's on the law. We thought it would be a good idea to have a episode where we just talk about checking in with businesses, your businesses today with the, with the COVID pandemic. Things still are changing. We're still evolving and learning. So we thought each one of us would kind of throw out our, our kind of one recommendation we might have for businesses still dealing with the pandemic. So Trisha, I was going to, uh, uh, we were talking earlier with you about how you're still seeing a lot of those um, unemployment claim issues. What, what's your tip? Yeah. So actually not just, um, not just in Texas, but a lot of states are seeing a lot more a rise in fraud and surrounding unemployment claims. And so my tip for employers is to be conscious if that does pop up, because it is, it is coming up um, in a lot of areas, the Department of Labor and the IRS have been um, talking about it and putting stuff up on their websites to help businesses. So check out the Department of Labor website and the IRS website on any fraud issues and of course your local state unemployment agency. But make sure you, if you know that there's some sort of fraud related to unemployment and your employees, think about the identity theft issues there. You know, it may not be your fault that, you know, there's a fraud claim, but you know, it would be probably a good idea to let the employees know that this type of claim has occurred and maybe give them some resources that you find on the Department of Labor website or the IRS to kind of go through the steps of, for instance, you know, checking with the credit um, agencies and, and just seeing if there's any other issues with fraud. So that's kind of what my tip would be. Yeah, I think a good point. Sometimes I know I, some businesses just automatically approve unemployment or whatever and don't maybe spend as much time looking at it. And I like your point about keep in mind it could be fraud. It might not be the, the individual who did this, right? So it's a good point. Yeah, and Susan, I know I was really interested uh, to hear from you today because you've been talking about the ARPA. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, the the fun new act uh, that, that that has come out, you know, what now, right? We have another new law, another new act to, to research. It's a very lengthy, extensive one, but this is dealing with the paid sick leave and the expanded FMLA. And I'm seeing a lot of businesses that, that think this is just another ex extension of the Family First Coronavirus Act. And, you know, that one was, ex that was extended to March 31st. So this is just another extension, right? And and it's not necessarily. So my big tip is, first of all, make sure you understand what this act does. Make sure you understand how much leave you would be obligated to provide if you do elect. And it is optional. So if you do elect to provide uh, the leave under this act, that doesn't mean you can't provide paid leave. It just means if you want to take the tax credits. Right. And if you're not going to elect to comply with this with this new act, take down your posters, take down your your FFCRA posters. If you've got policies that talk about, are you applying for Family First Coronavirus Leave Act uh, or, or, or Family uh, the Act Leave, and it says that, take that out. It's gone. It's gone. 
So you need to make sure that you have removed all of that because if you haven't, you may be telling employees that you did elect to opt in and now you're stuck providing um, more paid leave than you had intended. So be sure you understand the new act. And if you're going to elect not to be to participate, take down those posters and update your policies. Right. And I think one of the things I saw in the act now is that it's not just for childcare that you get the extended leave. Correct. Right. So the extended family medical leave, which previously was if your school was closed or if the daycare was closed, and that was really all that it covered. Now it has been extended so that it covers illness. It covers COVID positive. It, it also, even the paid sick leave also covers going to get the vaccine and any effects you have from getting the vaccine. So it's a much more expansive uh, uh, amount of leave availability, right? For, for individuals and for employees than it was before. So be sure that you understand what's in this act. And I think the one thing, and I'm just gonna jump in here again <laughs> real quick that I found really confusing about this act for a lot of people is can you pick and choose what you're going to comply with? Because the other acts were very clear that you could not. And as I read this act, I don't think it's quite as clear. What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't see it being clear. I, I see it being very gray. What about I always, yeah, I always think if you if it's a gray, <laughs> lean on the side that it's all going to be. I don't think you can dip your toes in the water on this one. I think um, I'm going to bet on the fact that they're expecting if you're going to get those tax credits, uh, you're going to start to try to provide leave. Be a little careful about the fact that uh, it, it may be that you need to do all the different pieces of it. And I think when they have those discussions, just like when they originally came out with the FFCRA way back April 1st, seems so long ago, 2020, you know, they were intending for you to comply with all pieces of that. And I think with that intent, knowing that they're still using pieces of the FFCRA in this new piece of law, I would be careful um, unless we get some different guidance from the DOL. We're always looking for that. But um, that's that would be my cautionary tale because you're not going to get in trouble for complying with all of it. That's for sure. Right. 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 And so right. I suspect we're going to see something from the DOL would be my I hope so. Bet. I hope so. But, you know, our, the the um, legislature is not the only one who've been busy. OSHA is getting is still keeping us busy. Right, Kamel? So what's your big what's your tip for? Well, my tip is and, and I hope people are as optimistic as I am that I see the light at the end of the tunnel um, for this um, at this juncture. But um, that doesn't mean you should stop complying with all the OSHA guidelines, with all your local health department guidelines you know, making sure you're keeping track of your employees for contact tracing purposes. Uh, you know, we want to make sure we get to this with nobody else getting sick in anybody's business. And so that really is my uh, advice. It's time to kind of double down as opposed to becoming more lax on things like that. Yeah, I think that's hard. I think the employees are ready to take the masks off, to move back in, to like get rid of all of this stuff. And with the vaccines, you know, becoming more and more prevalent, it's it's harder and harder for the employers to kind of keep reminding them that this is still something that they need to do, especially since, you know, there's some people that are not going to be getting this vaccine, whether it be from religious or medical or disability reasons. So those people are still going to be in the workforce. Um, so I think you're exactly right. That's a good point, Camille. Well, potentially, you know, if you if you don't get a vaccine because of a medical exemption, 
don't forget, we still need to go through the reasonable accommodations, right? Is it a disability? Do we still have to telework? That's a whole nother podcast topic. <laughs> right. And that's if the employer is requiring it. <laughs> so um, right. anyway, right. thank you right. so much for joining us on this episode of Three Bs on the Law. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast of Three Bs on the Law. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. We also welcome any comments. If you'd like to get in touch with us or suggest a future topic, you can email us at 3-T-H-R-E-E-B-S-ON-THE-LAW at gmail.com. And because we're lawyers, we need to remind you that this podcast is not meant to provide you with legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Thank you again for joining us and have a great day.